What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. We're here to bring you our opinions and our news notes and happenings from around the world of sports. Episode 212. Uh, gonna talk a little NFL today. Not much going on baseball-wise. Uh, but before we get into the NFL, uh, something happened on Saturday, Ben. I don't know if you were aware. Um, oh, yes. I yes. I don't know if you were aware, but um, there's this team called the Michigan Wolverines. And they have this kind of like a mild dislike of this other team. Uh, I think it's uh, Ohio State, um, and they they played, and mm-hmm. apparently that outcome is a really big deal. It is. So so they tried so hard, Chris. They tried so hard. They were trying to come every like the past two seasons. Their head coach has come up with reasons why they lost. Oh, we missed a few plays. Oh, we we had one bad half. Oh, that's that's the only that's the only reason why they won. Now this year. Oh, they're cheating. They're cheating. I, I, oh, is that what they said? The signals. Did they try that one? The, the signals. Oh, my God. The, the whole controversy with this guy Jesus. videotaping with an iPhone uh, defensive and offensive signals, which I'm sure didn't produce anything. Talk to any NFL player, and they'll tell you the advantage is nothing. Oh, no, yeah, no, 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 Ben, remember. Remember Spygate, remember? I know. Remember, I know. they're terrible. Uh, oh, we know that as Patriots. They're terrible cheaters. That. Just let me say this again for all you idiots who've heard Ben continues who think Spygate, okay? Teams are allowed to record other teams' practices. That is not different. That is not exclusive to any other team. Every team does that. It matters where the cameras are. Yep. And Belichick put cameras at places that were previously approved that were so- he was told he couldn't record anymore. So it's not cheating. It was ignorance and arrogance, probably, honestly, because he thought he'd get away with it. But that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. But big, terrible and team. I, we know. We get it. It's it's terrible. And I would, I would correlate that the same thing, Chris. You can go to the stadiums. You can scout. You just really aren't supposed to record with an iPhone, but you're recording with an iPhone. Ooh, big deal. You have recorded with an iPhone. A bunch of defensive signals that maybe are going to work and maybe they're not. Honestly, uh, I'm, then, I'm impressed because they got they got some. I mean, there's some desolate places up there in Michigan, and that reception up there is more impressive than actually recording the signals. Oh, oh, and Michigan. Well, I mean, they they went to other stadium, other games, but the 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 reception in, in in the big house is notoriously terrible. They haven't updated the Wi-Fi. And this is not me experiencing it. This is me listening to people that go to the to the stadium. It's notoriously terrible uh, for Wi-Fi and signals. Um, I think it's a stadium-wide issue, though, everywhere, because there's so much electronics and yeah. electronics, concrete. I mean, I go I go to uh, Gillette, and I'm standing on, on the top tier, and there's just nothing but open sky above me, and I can't get two bars. It's like but, I got to leave yeah. the stadium first. It's, it's just it's how it is. But then, but then, Chris, they also so, – so our head coach was suspended for three games. We beat Penn State. We beat uh, Maryland uh, with our assistant head coach, offensive coordinator slash offensive line coach, uh, and he was the interim head coach at that time. And then, uh, because the D- the linebackers coach attempted to tell players, "Hey, try not to be so open," they had to fire him because the N- NCA is like this guy's trying to prevent the investigation like he was just trying to protect his players i don't know what he said really i'm just thinking he's just trying to protect the players 
He lost his job. So our linebacker coach got fired before the Maryland game. And all this on top of our starting quarterback has been injured the past two weeks. Clearly because he did, he's not running the ball. And we, 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 we go into this game and they're having all this hype. They're dancing on the – Chris, they're TikToking on the field. There are TikToks of the Ohio State Buckeyes dancing on the field before the game. Well, it definitely wasn't after the game. Oh, no, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> so, so they're all hyped. They got the best – which arguably he is probably the best player in the, in the entire college football, Marvin Harrison Jr., which – Spoiler alert, he might be in the Football God's three. willing future Patriot. Maybe. Um but and then they have this this quarterback at um uh, that's a high, high uh talent. I think he was a five star uh recruit. Um but he's it's his first year starting. They have all the weapons. Their defense actually has been playing good. Um our star offensive lineman went down in the third quarter uh with an apparent broken leg. And yet, we had the lead on the next play after he broke his leg. He then, our running back, our star running back, who's finally healthy for this game, runs a 25-yard run for a touchdown to put us in the lead permanently. The multiple times, if you watch the game, multiple times the head coach for Ohio State fumbled the uh, fumbled reacting to what Michigan was doing. He let the clock dry up all the way to the – he had like a minute left, Chris, and he could have got him his kicker like 10, 15 yards before they had to kick the ball before halftime to get themselves three points. That would have pushed him a little closer. Instead, he drawled the clock down to two seconds time out, and he had his kicker who had not even hit a 45-yard field goal in the season attempt a 51-yard field goal. What do you think happened, Chris? I'm going to guess he missed it. He hooked it. He hooked it on the on the actual attempt. He, he actually had a practice attempt and it went right through. So that sucks for them. And then the 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 football gods had 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 shown on the Michigan Wolverines the next drive after the half, our kicker gets in a position for a fifty yard field goal. And what does he do, Chris? Nails it. Yes. Why? Because our kicker's better. That's why. Why? Because our team's better. That's why. It, uh, 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 sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just real quick, if you want to uh, get a, a – I'm not – admittedly, I am not nearly the college football fan Ben is. I, I just certainly prefer Michigan winning over Ohio State because uh, it's just fun because I know a bunch of Ohio State fans and they all lose their shit. It's great. Um, but if you want to know how deep this rivalry is, it's down to comparing kickers. So this statement, my kicker is better than your kicker. If you hear that, that is a rivalry. That is a deep-seated rivalry. So go ahead. I just wanted I want to get that out. Cover the context. It's not just like, oh, we don't like each other. It's like, no, it's a it's a thing. It's a real thing. It 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 was it was just so bad, Chris. It was just so bad. They they before the game, they were like, your quarterback's not as good. Look what he did against Maryland. He didn't do anything. Look what he did against Penn State. Oh, you don't have the signals. You can't really blow teams out. Penn State's defense is top top ten. Mm-hmm. They, we couldn't get anything in uh, uh, in the air because their their defensive ends were crashing down. So what do we do? We ran the ball, ran the ball down their throat. If your defensive ends, I don't care what game it is, Chris. I don't care what 
level of sport. If your defensive ends are crashing down on the ends, what are you going to do? Run the ball. Mm -hmm. Why? Or little screen passes. Why? Because your defensive ends are coming up field. Look, you pop some out for a big gain, and now your defensive ends can't crash down. Mm -hmm. Against Maryland, they were put in a position where J.J. was clearly not healthy. He did not run the ball. He His legs are part of the offense. And it just didn't work out that we were going to have a great passing game. It was a close game, but then we pulled away. Maryland's, Maryland's an okay team. They're just not great. And then Ohio State, we just – basically, we, pick, we we the first drive of the game, we picked off their quarterback. The last drive of the game, we picked off their quarterback. They could not get to – they had one good drive the entire game where they ran the ball down our throat. And then they just decided that worked out too well. We need to pass the ball. And look what happened. You have the best wide receiver who came out after the game and said he had not seen coverages like that. Get used to it, Marvin, because that's what you're going to get in the NFL. You're going to get double covered. You're going to get over the top uh, safety help. You're going to have this soft zone where there's going to be four guys a pass pass through you there were three guys in position to intercept that last ball that were co basically covering marvin harrison jr because the Ohio state quarterback wanted to feed ball understandably to the best the best player in uh college football mm -hmm. but how did how did they get marvin open earlier in the game they put him in different spots of the field they put him in the slot they had him run drag routes where he had crossers coming across and then they're you you've seen it in N nfl chris you get two guys crossing uh, the middle of the field. Those defensive backs are going to get caught. Oh, yeah. Boom. So basically what happened, Chris, our offensive coordinator slash offensive line coach slash head coach had a more of a I'm going to go win this mindset by the fact that he went three for three on fourth downs in the first half. Three for three. He was put in position three times on fourth down in key scenarios and he went for him three times and got him three times that's a statement too we're not going to back down we're going for it we're not we're not going to settle for punting and hoping that our defense holds it we're going for it so and our defense is good chris oh yeah just, yeah absolutely he he knew like you know, we gotta put points on the board because these guys aren't going to just go away like they did the past two seasons and their head coach now there's whispers there's whispers <laughs> Do we need to get rid of him? Yeah. How big is this game, right? So they were, what, the number two team in the country going into this game? Yes. They're the number two team in the country, and they don't win. And there's there's whispers of the dude being fired, which I'm not – look, I don't I'm not, I don't ever promote or cheer for the, anybody losing their job. No. But, I mean, that's just – that's crazy to me. You're the number two team in the country. You very well could have – I mean, potentially – you could potentially still, just based on your level of competition, still be – in a position to be in the uh, in the in the, uh, the tournament, yeah. oh yeah, a championship fall, tournament, and, and if things fall a certain way, they can. Yeah, and and he's looking over his shoulder. Yeah. Might lose his job. That's insane. He backed into the playoffs last year after he lost to Michigan, and he almost beat Georgia. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna relitigate that that scenario. Hey, your kicker, funny Chris. Your kicker missed a kick last year that could have put you in the national championship, and he missed. So maybe there's a problem down in Ohio with yeah. special teams. That being said, I'm just happy my team's my team won. 
We're number two in the, in the nation. We're going next week uh, on Saturday to Indianapolis to face Iowa for the Big Ten championship game. Iowa, who collectively will, win, will score about six points a game on average. Oh, yeah. Listering offense. It's a high watermark. Uh, but they're always known for defense anyways, really. Defense yes, and tight ends, but, essentially. But, but, Chris, they're historically bad this year on offense. Historically bad. But, I, we're Chris, we're not going to take this game lightly. we got to take step by step. Iowa's next. And then we win that game. I don't care what happens in the rest. Okay? Georgia's facing Alabama. Uh, Washington's undefeated. They're facing Oregon. Uh, Florida State's facing Clemson, I believe, in the ACC championship game. Three of those teams are undefeated. I don't care who wins those games. I don't. Georgia could go out and lose, and and Alabama's in the – college football playoff i don't care so there's a chance georgia might not even make the college football playoffs if they lose if they lose to alabama alabama's the sec championship so obviously they're in right michigan wins they're in uh let's see if washington wins they're undefeated so if they win they're undefeated still that's three position that's three slots um and i don't think florida state's gonna win but because they lost their quarterback uh three weeks ago so they basically just Bandaging it together. Right. Um, there's an opportunity for a one-loss Texas to to make it if they win their Big 12 championship. Um, there's a chance, an outside chance, Ohio State makes it with a one-loss. Um, there is there, then there's a scenario where, like last year, where Michigan um, won uh, the big game, they won the Big Ten championship, and then. Scenarios dropped where Ohio State backed in as the number four seed. There is a scenario where Alabama wins and Georgia potentially still makes it in. I don't see it, but there's a scenario. But, Chris, Alabama's going on a run this year. They have their quarterback, supposedly. So, it's it, – there is a chance. There's a scenario. Huh. And Nick Saban has a great record against Georgia. But – and pretty much everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see. It, it's a it's a wait and see. You got the Pac-12 championship on Friday, so we'll kind of figure out one. I think we'll figure out one slot because Oregon is got one loss on, and coincidentally, there it's against Washington. So this is kind of a, a revenge game for them. Uh, but we'll kind of know. One, I think we'll know one spot on Friday, and then everything else is Saturday. Everything top to bottom. 8 p.m. is um, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. is the Big Ten, a Big Ten championship, and then uh, the SEC, I believe, is a couple hours before that. It's it's gonna be a weekend. You could see, literally, you could see the top four that are out right now, and that's Georgia, Ohio, uh, Georgia, Michigan, um, um, Washington, and then number four is Florida State. You could just see that next week. Or we could have all hell break loose. And this is the last, I I hate to say this, and I'll finish off with this. The game is going to lose a little luster, Chris, because next year we're going to 12 12 teams. Going to 12 teams. You have the back 12 breaking up. Four of the teams are going to the Big Ten. Two of them are going to the um, Big 12. It's... It's going to have a lot more talent in different conferences. 
Uh, you got two teams going from the Big 12 to the SEC. So, and I don't know if the big uh, the big game, Michigan Ohio State. I don't know if that's going to be the last game anymore the mm. season. So this is this was kind of a uh, a sweet kind of sour feel where it's just going to be. This might be the the pinnacle of what the game could be. Wow, you're talking about a playoff spot, the Big East, the Big Ten East championship, the Big Ten uh, spot in the championship game up, the, you know, it, it, there's a lot of things on riding on this game and we just might not see this again. So it's the landscape's going to change. I don't think it's going to settle next year. I think we're just going to see continued evolution of the, the conferences. The big Ten's going to one conference up and down. I don't know what everyone else, what everyone else is doing, but for, for, and I didn't get to watch, I didn't get to sit down and watch the game. I had to work, but Chris, you know me. I'm going to figure out a way to watch the game. Oh, yeah. I was able yeah. to watch oh, yeah. a majority of the game. So it was a good game. Ohio State. Ohio State's players were tough. They played an honest game. Uh, it was close. Quarterback play and special teams kind of dictated who was going to win. In the end, uh, our offensive coordinator slash head coach uh, was better – Better practice, better ready than the one, two, three. I think he's in the fourth season of being a head coach for Ohio State and was handed this team by Urban Meyer, who continuously said up until this game that Ohio State's probably going to win. So, sorry, Urban. That didn't quite happen. No, no, it didn't, Urban, because you all know his decision-making abilities. Uh I guess I said real quick. Um, nothing to do with Michigan, Ohio State, but you mentioned. Um, oh my God, I just forgot his name. Uh, Alabama's coach, Nick Saban. Nick Saban, my God. Uh, it's pretty common knowledge. Saban and Belichick are pretty good friends. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, at this point, I, I, if you were to put the Patriots, and I say this as a diehard lifelong Patriots fan, who is still a fan and knows he's a fan of a bad team right now, uh, <laughs> I wonder legitimately. Best versus best right now. If, if if Alabama could beat the Patriots the way they've been playing the last couple months, because they are god awful. But we don't want to get off on that table. There's stuff to talk about. But uh, want to talk? Uh, apparently, um, apparently, being the coach on a terrible team and uh, you know only winning one game uh, surprised the Panthers owner. Uh, because they're looking for a new head coach. Uh, currently, uh, they fired their coach in his first season. Uh, I'm looking for his name. I can't remember that either. That was a good Frank thing. Reich. Frank Reich. Thank you. I mentioned that before I... Uh... Oh, there it is. I mentioned that before I uh, looked it Where up, was which was great. Where was he last year, Chris? Where was he last year? Was he in uh, with the he Colts? Was head yeah, he was the head coach of the Colts. Yeah. He didn't make the whole season last year, and then no. next year he didn't make the I, whole I just – I question that a lot, man. It's like you bring somebody in, you don't give them a full season when you're on a miserable team. You have the first overall pick for a reason, and you got to give them at least a, at least two years. Give them two. Give them two at least, but oh, not even through got, one. Do you know what guy fired, Chris? No. Oh, uh, he didn't want uh, Bryce Young. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's the strong rumor coming out of Carolina. 
they wanted i think he he had desires of cj stroud uh man i guess they thought um that houston was going to go with CJ, uh, with um bryce young and they didn't wow uh, i think if i'm remembering the the correct man i'm not I, I, all i know with chris is factually is that he did not want. Well, they had the first pick. I don't know why they didn't. I was gonna say, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they drove him off of it. That's what I think. He wanted one thing, and basically the owner, because the owner came back, came out in support of uh, Bryce Young. Um, he wanted uh, C.J. Stroud, and the owner wanted Bryce Young. So uh, who knows what Bryce Young will be? I mean, it's still too early to tell. That's a that's a bad football team down there in Carolina. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, they obviously have some high marks, but they, they have some rebuilding to do. But they seem to be perpetually rebuilding. They traded Christian McCaffrey. And it's like you have stars, and then you trade them, and then you draft high draft picks, and then fire coaches. Like, you're just in a vicious cycle. At some point, you need to find a, 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 a – yeah, even the Lions know this. Even they did that. They found a stable – some stability, and just built on that. But it's like in Carolina, there's like there, there's like nothing right now. And they're, they're on – they're in line to have uh, – no, they don't have their pick this year. I tell you, it's the Bears now. The Bears are have like two of the top, uh, at least two of the top ten at this point. They've won a couple of games, and uh, yeah, the uh, Panthers. I mean, be a lot easier to kind of integrate Bryce Young to an NFL, an NFL uh, caliber uh, competition if you had somebody like McCaffrey in the backfield behind him, maybe hey. a competent tight end or or receivers that could be consistent. And Adam Thielen's done his best, but he's you know. He's aging and he's had some injury issues. So I mean, the team. I, I don't blame the coaching for that team. Like the Patriots, I blame the coaching a lot because they've been there established for a long time and they're the problem. Carolina, there's so much turnover in the coaching. Like, how, how do you? How if you're a player, do you maintain any consistency? Here, here's the problem they went with, Chris. Is that they they had a top ten pick. I don't remember like where the the trade happened to where. Uh, Frank Reich was hired, but I think it kind of lined up where Frank Reich was hired. Then they made the trade. Regardless, if you're making that if you're making that trade and Frank Reich is your head coach, and you guys are making that move, you're giving up these draft. You're giving up all this draft capital to move from. I think it's either nine, like the ten to one or nine to one, whatever it is. Um, if you're making that move. To go get somebody, you're going to go get somebody, especially if it's number one. Then, before you make that trade, unanimously as a team, as a collective, you have to be on board. And I don't much mean like, you know, the the GM, the offensive coordinator, the owner, the the scouting team, the college scout. Like, not just them. Like, basically, in my opinion, if you're making that move, your owner, your head coach and your um, offensive coordinator all need to be in line with, hey, we're taking Bryce Young. Are we all all in agreement? And if any one of those three is like, no, no, we're – we like this guy better, then, then you should have been like, okay, we need to rethink this before you make the trade. Because once you make that trade and then it's like, well, I don't really want Bryce Young and you're the head coach, Frank Reich, it's like – well, we're kind of stuck because either we go with what Frank Reich wants, and it's probably with CJ Young, CJ Stroud, or what the owner wants, and that's Bryce Young. Guess who's going to win nine times out of ten? Yeah. 
and by the way, you would have been right because Stroud could stop, not play another snap this year and be the offensive MVP or offensive rookie of the year. Excuse me. But then the argument is, is did the Texans build the team a little bit better? I mean, they had, I think it's comparable to be honest. I think it's comparable. Maybe uh, D'Amico Ryan's has set a different tone than Frank Reich. You also got to look at it. D'Amico Ryan's is coming from the San Francisco uh, coaching tree. Mm-hmm. Whereas Frank Reich just came off of a bad season with the Indianapolis Colts. And maybe you, you have to factor in the player's opinion of the coach. Right. They're looking at D'Amico. D'Amico, he's a hometown guy. Played with the Texans for many, many years. Defensive coordinator, defensive-minded coach, but yet he's having success because the thought process I have to feel is he's let the offensive coordinator to run the show. Yep. He says, hey, I got your back, but I'm going to let you run run the show on offense because that's not my thing. Whereas Frank Reich is an offensive-minded coach. This should have been his guy at, with the first pick, and yet it seems like it wasn't. So you basically – you know, crapped on one whole season for Rice Young. By the way, he's probably, the, I think he's the most hit, at minimum he's the most hit, but he also might be the most sacked quarterback in the season. And he's a small, sleight of frame guy. And he's already been on the injured list. So this is not a good start for Bryce Young. And, let, and, and, and they, don't have a, they don't have a pick this year. And that's a problem. Because now you can't get him a first-round talent. Dude. You know, you, you, you can't give him a Marvin Harrison because you're the first pick in the draft. You made that move. The Bears got – they got a haul. They did. They did. I'm they reading did. it now because I was curious. I remember when I read it, I was like, I don't mean to cut you off, but they traded the first pick in this draft, or this past draft, 2023, to Carolina yep. for Carolina's uh, number nine pick, uh, a late second-round pick, number 61, and in the same draft. Uh, the 2024 first round pick, which right now looks to be the first overall pick, uh, and uh, a 2025 second round pick, and, and teams that draft well, second round picks may as well be first round picks. Right. Uh, and oh, by the way, and DJ Moore. So and DJ Moore, <laughs> and DJ Moore, a, a established star NFL wide receiver. So they got a haul in return for that Price Young pick. And if they pick CJ Stroud and they got a guy who's going in winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, it'd be like. All right, well, you traded a lot, but you got a lot. You got your franchise guy for the next 20 years or 10 years, whatever. Like you said, all the issues with uh, with Bryce Young, It's it's. I don't wish anything bad on the kid. He might turn it around and be fine, but, uh, man, this this isn't even like a Cam Newton who had a big body guy who can take a hit. Like you said, he's, he's a smaller frame guy, and he's already had injury issues this year. That's can, not good. Can we draw a line, Chris, real quick? I, I don't want to put this on Alabama quarterbacks, but you see how well they do once they get a premier wide receiver. Right. And do we have only like two examples? Yes. And could we see that third example this coming off season? If the Patriots do have the opportunity to select Marvin Harrison jr, which I think they should and give Mac Jones I think Matt Jones needs to fight for the for the starting role in the offseason, whoever the head coach is. But if he goes out and wins it and builds a relationship with Marvin Harrison Jr. and he has a couple of more talented receivers, maybe you have something. I've always stated Matt Jones can can produce with 
the correct weapons. Sure. He cannot elevate the talent. No. But if the talent is up here, which we've seen with the Mario a little bit, he can produce. I think you've seen that with Tua. I think you've seen that with Jalen Hurts. Is this the same scenario where, and I know it's a little, might be a little different because of Bryce Young and his the head coach might not be at the same page. Uh, Thielen's had a pretty good season, but Thielen's not a number one. He's not, not, not a anymore. Wide receiver. No, not anymore. Yeah. So you're the Carolina Panthers. You have to look at that second round pick and be like, do I need to get an offense lineman? Do I need to get a wide receiver? Do I need to make a trade? my next first round pick to go get a wide receiver from another team. Bring in Devontae Adams. I mean, the Raiders are probably looking to drop that salary. Bring him in for a year or two. Even if you trade him the following year, just give Bryce someone to build off of. Right. And, and I think that's, that's the mindset. Whereas conversely, you look at CJ Stroud, I said, and a lot of people said coming out of college, like this guy makes all the throws. He can, he can pull, he can run the offense right down the field. Um, he's poised too, man. He he is precision. You don't he see that precise. kid panicking at all. No, the only and he's very level headed. Um, I just my question was in the big game, what's he going to do? We don't know yet. Right. I know from college, but I also know the reason why they almost beat Georgia last year was because of C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. So. We can't. I'm not just going to dismiss EJ Stroud together, um, because it almost seems like it's a Ryan Day issue, not a CJ Stroud issue. Mm-hmm. But we will see. But the Texans have built quite a team. Uh, they draft a wide receiver that actually I think uh, Tank Dell is the guy that he identified as wanting him on the team. Mm-hmm. How they know each other, I don't know. All I know is I think CJ Stroud identified him as a the guy they wanted, and. He got him, and he's got Nico Collins, and he's got uh, who's um, for my money one of the most underrated receivers in the entire game. That guy is going to be a star. Fun fact: Where did he go to college, Chris? I don't actually know. I'd say Michigan, based on how you're acting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they got uh, um, the, the tight end from the Dallas Cowboys, um, uh, Schultz, Dalton yes. Schultz. Yep. And they got some uh, uh, Pierce at running back. Like they're building a team. Um, I think there's, I think if you settle down the Carolina Panthers a little bit, you get somebody in there and albeit Chris, it seems like the owner likes to dip his hands in the pot a little bit. And that's going to turn some people, uh, some people off. You know, if you're a first time guy, like, uh, Eric, the enemy, maybe, uh, I saw a list of coaches for the Carolina Panthers, uh, Eric Bianami highlighted the OC for the Eagles. I don't know his name, but he was on that list. Nick Saban was there. And I saw Jim Harbaugh, but I don't think that's happening. Um, I, I, I The problem might be the, the owner because you see it in Dallas. Uh-huh. So it may never be a stable situation. However, if I'm the GM, I'm looking at this and saying, I, I see what the Eagles did. I see what the Miami Dolphins did. They drafted a wide receiver that was talented, and then they parlayed that with, I'm going to spend some draft picks and go get a guy, a la A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill. I'm going to see what the Patriots are doing. Do they go and get Marvin Harrison Jr.? Or do they think they have their number two in DeMario Douglas 
and they make a trade for Devontae Adams or someone else that becomes available that originally you didn't think was going to be available. Right. Um, like Tyree Kill kind of came out of nowhere. A.J. Brown kind of hey, came out of nowhere. For all Miami's doing right now, that salaries are going to start coming around. And, oh, and yeah. you, might, you might see a guy like Hill or Waddle. I mean, that doesn't last forever when you have that much talent. That's why you got to make it count when you can because that goes away real quick when all them salaries start coming around expiring at the same time. Forget it. Like you, like it's it's tough. And that's I think that's the logic Howie Roseman's has. It's like I'm gonna go all in now. I know it, I'm a, I know I'm gonna pay for it, but I'm gonna go all in now because I need to maximize the here and now. The Chiefs have been doing it. I mean, they've been put, kicking the can down the field, but they're trying to build. They they built something real quick. Had the talent. They got their championships, and then they had to say. Piece to Tyreek Hill. Uh, I can see a similar scenario in, in San Francisco when when Brock Purdy, although he, although he's in his second season, after his fourth season, they're if he's successful, they're gonna have to pay him, and instead of paying him what nine hundred k, yeah, eight hundred k, and and you're able to pay pay Brandon Ayuk, you're able to play Gary uh, George Kittle, uh, Debo Samuel. Uh, CMs like you're able to play all these guys because your quarterback's getting peanuts. By the way, that's just offense. By the way, they got Fred Warner on defense, a bunch of other guys that are kind of. I mean, his his his, his deal is getting to be a couple years old now. He's getting into high money years too. Like, but they did it the right. Like Chris, they they took advantage of. A oh yeah, absolutely, where absolutely. I have a six a six a seventh round pick in quarterback. I'm going to maximize that by putting talent around him. Sounds familiar. Early two thousands, yep. a little bit. Yep. But the question will be: Is this Tom Brady two or is Brock Purdy going to be like, "No, well, you guys bent me over a little bit the first four years. I need a little something." And it's it's twenty twenty three, Chris. I don't see quarterbacks realistically going in that position to really cut down their salary that much to put more in the team's pocket and risk them not actually spending it in positions. I I think if you have a team like San Fran that has a, a relative history of winning and, you know, they've had some down times, of course, but they, yeah. they do. They, they bring in the proper people and they rebuild and they put a good product on the field. Uh, they tried to do it with Jimmy G and it, it did to an extent, but it wasn't what they necessarily thought it would be you know, I thought they were getting their guy for the next 10 years. Um, I just, it, it I, I think if you have a guy like Purdy, who's, a, a, I mean, Mr. Irrelevant, <laughs> yep. uh, which is not an insult. That's what they call the last pick in the draft. Anybody who's not aware, um, it was a hell of a story. I think the kid's a really good young quarterback. I think he's only going to get better. Yeah, he has a lot of talent around him. So sue him. So sue him. He's making the most of the talent around him. That's what you're supposed to do. So I'm not going to hate on a kid for doing what he's supposed to be doing. I'm going to be impressed by the fact that at a young age he came in and it wasn't too big for him. He did it. You saw it earlier this year. People are already looking to tear this kid down. Last couple games in a row. Okay. So last couple games in a row. They're on a high streak. They're on a hot streak. They had a big win against Dallas, and they lost a couple. And then they came back from the bye, and they've looked fine again. Like it happens. Like I don't. I don't know why all of a sudden Purdy. I saw so many people. Oh, the league figured out Purdy. He's done now. It's like okay, dude. This is a twenty-three-year-old kid in his second season on a great team. 
he's not done. That's that's asinine. That's people looking to tear people down for no reason. Uh, I, I think though, you know, going around my elbow to get to my wrist here. Um, if you were gonna have someone who would take a bit of a hometown discount, you'd it'd be a guy like Purdy. Because when you were drafted as Mister Irrelevant, the thought isn't. I'm going to sign a $200 million contract someday. It's, man, I really hope I can make a roster. So, this dude can make enough money to give his family generational wealth and still stay with the team and still give them a little bit of breather. I'm not saying he should go $5 million a year because he can get 20, 25, 30, maybe even more easily in the salary cap structure. But I think if you're going to get a hometown discount, it's going to be a guy like Purdy who wasn't coming in going. I was the first overall pick. I'm supposed to be a star. I'm this. The guy had to scratch and claw and fight and prove himself. And he can go, I want to keep winning. That's what you had with Brady. Brady Brady only made, I think it was like under $300 million, which I know is still a shit ton of money. But like compared to what some of these guys are getting now, I mean, Josh Allen's getting more than that and just his contract did not make the playoffs. Um, just a little shot there, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, it's just like, all right, so I can go sign a five-year deal for like 120 or 130. I'm not hurting the team long-term. I'm making a ton of money. My family's set. I'm set. I get to do what I love to do, and the team still has room to make moves. Like, if I'm a guy like Purdy and I want to win, that's what I do because uh, he's going to make enough on incentives and other sponsorship deals to make up for that tenfold. Right. I, I mean, you're not going to get it with the number one pick, but it'd be like – like, the Bengals weren't going to get a discount on Burrow when they saw what Herbert got as a number six pick. Like, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it just wasn't. And uh, especially when he, uh, you know, made a Super Bowl and, you know, uh, Herbert, as good as I think he is, says he had to sniff the playoffs. Um, or at least the playoff win. So, yeah, long story. Short story long. I, I think, I, I don't know if it'll happen or not. Who knows? Maybe he goes, nope, I'm going to get the bag. I'm getting everything I possibly can. And if they don't pay me, I'm moving on. I just get kind of the vibe from a guy like Brock Purdy. Just watching him play, hearing him talk. I think he would take a little bit of a discount if it meant the team around him was better. I really do. I think because he doesn't come in with that stigma, that chip on his shoulder of a first-round pick. Like, I have to be the guy. I have to be this. have to be that. He's like, I was dead last. I almost didn't get picked. I just want to win. I want to play. I want to make money. I want to do what I love. I want to win championships. Right. I, I, I mean, it may not happen, but if it's going to, it's with a guy like that. And And – I agree with all your rationale. You also have to look at it, Chris. When his contract's up, like we know, that we know how running backs go; they don't last forever. Uh, George Kittle, you know, he's talented, but he always gets nicked up. Is there some point where his career is cut short because of compounding injuries? Debo, the way he plays, is not built for a sixteen, seventeen game schedule. Right. We know that. He's already been down this season. Um, that's part of the reason why they they flustered a little bit for a couple weeks is because they started losing players and they didn't have the talent. And Brock Purdy's ability to to move the offense is lessened a little bit because he hasn't had the talent. And I gotta think like he's gotta put that in his head. It's like I need talent around me. Maybe down the road. I can make, you know, lemonade out of lemons. But right now I, I need the lemonade for it. I'm right. already made. I right. need it already made. I can't I can't I can't do it myself. 
That's what Tom Brady did. And eventually, you know, there was a season where Tom Brady lit it up with talented players and it was exceptional. But when, you know, you couldn't, you had to allocate resources. Yeah. You had lesser talent. You had a premium tight end, but you had other talented players, just not to the, you know, top 10, Mm -hmm. top five in that position. Um, I think if you just have that one, one premium player, and then your scouting department is talented enough, and your quarterback's talented enough to put those players in a position to succeed, I think that can help you. And but that's going to take Brock Purdy over time. He's in his second season. He's it's only his first full season too. He didn't start last year, so you gotta. I think he he has to have that mindset, like you said. And the team has to be think rationally for the next two years. What is what is, what does a contract look like to him after two successful runs? Right after three successful runs, maybe he has a down year one of those years. Um, what is it? What is his response going to be to? Hey, we need some resources for player X because you know you can't quite do it by yourself. What's his response going to be? How long is CMC going to last? Because I think, quite honestly, sometimes they wear him out a little bit. Yeah. So that's what they have to think about, and they have to rationalize it for the next two years. Luckily, they have this year and two more seasons to to kind of figure it out um, because of the fact that he's a, se- a seventh-round pick. They don't have the fifth-year option, but – that does put him in a position right now to start formulating that plan, that structure, that contract to put him in that position so they can stack these contracts correctly. So for the future, they're putting themselves in a position, not just on offense, like you pointed out. They're loaded on defense too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's they're definitely a fun team to watch. I'm really looking forward to that San Fran uh, Philly game this weekend. I think that's going to be, a, oh, yeah. that's, that's going to be a banger, man. That's going to be, that could be game of the year. Uh, or it could be a forty-point blowout. You never know. It's been crazy this year. Some of these, some of these scores. Uh, I think it'll be a real good game, though. Uh, it's either going to be like forty-two to forty-one or six to three. It's just going to be like I, I don't know. I have a feeling it's not going to be lopsided. But all right, real quick, uh, a little shorter episode here today. But I, I just wanted to run one more thing by you before we head out, uh, dude. For Aaron Rodgers. All right, look, and for all I've said in the past about him being a diva and, and, and whatever, and yeah, I got bitterness towards him because when Brady's winning Super Bowls, he's getting praise as being the best for getting beat by San Fran in the playoffs. Um, I mean, they didn't even draft him, and he's still doing them favors. Uh, he, after tearing his ACL on the fourth play of the season in week one, uh, this is week week 12? I believe it was 12 or 13. This is 13. Going into week 13, the Jets have opened up his 21-game practice window, or 21-day practice window, which means at some point in the next 21 days, they think he's going to be activated and ready to play. Now, first of all, wow, for all I've said about the guy, if he actually is ready to play in that short of time, extremely impressive, especially at his age. Uh, I know he said he was going through some kind of somewhat, not experimental, but like, not traditional kind of surgery for it, and he'd be back sooner than later. Um, 
I think people are uh, – that's impressive. So anything I'm about to say is not to knock that because that that's impressive. For all I've said about him, I've never said he wasn't a good quarterback. Uh, I just said he wasn't the best quarterback. Um, that's a different number 12. But this is impressive as hell. 13 weeks after tearing your ACL to even have the thought to come back. My only thing is it's experimental – and it's not necessarily the, the the way you normally go about getting back from this. He's almost 40. If the dude goes out again and blows his knee out again, that might be it for him. And the Jets aren't exactly in playoff contention right now. Maybe they are technically, but they're not really, realistically. Like, comes down to it. For all I joke about Buffalo not getting a job done, I think Buffalo would make it before the Jets would. Pittsburgh will make it before the Jets will. Like, you're going to put a guy in there who realistically hasn't seen game action in months and expect him just to pick it up with a brand new offense that he, yeah, he practiced with all offseason, but like he only played four snaps with him in, in actual game action. And, <coughs> excuse me, uh, just, just I'll say my piece on it. I think if I'm, if I'm, if I was the Jets, thank God I'm not, but if I was the Jets, I'd tell him, Aaron, Love you for trying to get back, man. Appreciate it. We're not in contention this year. Uh, let's look towards 2024. Let's be realistic on this because, quite honestly, the Jets' defense we saw this year, along with like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets are a playoff team. I, I firmly believe what I saw this year. They, in some of those games they lost. With Rodgers, they win those games. I don't think it's worth the risk if I'm them. Obviously, it's not my decision. Aaron Rodgers is going to do what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Uh, but And it might end up being worth it. Maybe he comes back and they go on a winning streak and they make the playoffs and he goes on this big run and everything's great. Or he goes out, plays two plays, and blows his knee out again. It's like, I don't know, man. When you're talking about a guy who's already on borrowed time because he's towards the end of his career, it just seems way too risky to me. Ian and Chris, um, I'm looking at the differential for them. They're minus 75 different point differential. They're middle of the pack in points given up, and they're the I want to say are they the worst? Uh, let's see, they are. I know they're one of the worst. They are no, they're uh, third because uh, the Patriots and the Giants score less. Um, but I think if you look at that and you can kind of like. If you insert Aaron Rodgers, even conservatively, you go like, okay, we're flipping. At minimum, we're flipping those numbers because we know that defense is really good. But that defense has been put in positions um, to fail because either Zach Wilson or Tim Boyle is just garbage. I mean, you saw the pick. Did you see the pick six last, this weekend? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, was, was, bad. that was atrocious. Yeah. Um, Mac like Jones right is out now. there. <laughs> Mathematically, they're not in the playoffs. They're uh, the only team in the uh, in the NFC AFC that's worse than them is the Patriots. Um, <laughs> and the Patriots and, beat them, so that that's great for them. Right, right. Um, but they don't have tiebreakers over multiple teams. Is their problem? Like, and it's it's strictly because of uh, the conference wins, which could change. I'll bet it could change, but it, it's just. A long shot. It's it's a terrible long shot for yeah. them to to hop. I'm looking at seven, eight, nine, ten, like ten 
teams. Some teams that are in a better position offensively, defensively than they are and and division wise in a better position. Um uh, even though the Buffalo Bills are having issues, um they're still can be put in a position to be beaten by the Bills. Um their 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 schedule is kind of up and down for the next three weeks. Because you got the 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 Falcons, the Texans, and the Dolphins. Okay? One division, one conference, and one non-conference. And the Falcons aren't really someone to joke with because they kind of they're kind of up and down this season. Uh, same with the um, same with the the Texans, uh, and even the Dolphins are a little bit up and down. And that Dolphins game is in Miami, so this is what I see, Chris. The twenty-one day window is open. I think because uh, he went on McAfee yesterday, and I think it hinges on two things: how he feels and their playoff chances. And I think once they lose, I think probably maybe like two games, which they probably will. Um, the playoff, they'll probably be eliminated from the playoffs at that point. I would just not come back if I were yeah. like, hey, good for you. Yeah, dude. But, impressive coming back, honestly. All, all but, kidding aside, but yeah. Is it worth get, it? I get mean, ready? No. Get ready for next year and put yourself in a position to be ready to play more than three snaps um, next year. And have a better team, have a better structure, and maybe add a couple pieces. Maybe they get lucky and they make that trade for Devontae Adams. I don't know. But that's where I see it. The Green Bay Packers are going to win uh, the AFC East disguised as New York Jets next year. That's their that's their hope. We'll see. They're not winning the Super Bowl, though. No. No, they're not. Um, all right. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions on this episode, past episodes, or anything sports-related at all, Ben and I would love to hear from you. And where can I get in touch with us? Well, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at BCTSPod. Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports. And, and uh, Instagram, Ben underscore Chris Talk Sports. And if you have not done so yet and feel so inclined, please go to wherever you download your favorite podcast, leave a rating and a review, and maybe ask a friend or two to do the same. We greatly appreciate the support. For Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you right back here next time. Thank you. Go Blue!